from Kurtco Media. Coming up on this episode of Life Done Better. So when you start living in vision and you start living from a place of deciding, and now you start focusing on what am I adding in? Everything I'm adding in is healing me. Everything I'm adding in is helping me. We have less room to make those negative bad choices. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill DeYoung. Life oftentimes does not exactly unfold how we envision it. Most of us deal with a lot of unforeseen challenges, disappointments, and some dreams may be crushed along the way. My guest today is Natalie Jill, and she certainly experienced some really difficult times. 13 years ago, she was a divorced single mom, broke, overweight, in debt, and had lost her house and confidence. But she did not let that defeat or define her. Today, Natalie Jill is a fat loss expert turned high performance coach. She's been featured on 13 magazine covers after the age of 40 and built a thriving business, wrote two books, became a podcast host, and the list goes on. Natalie will remind you that you are not too old and it's not too late. Natalie Jill, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. That's quite the intro. Right. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that you were introduced right because you are a woman of many trades. And I just love the fact that you've come so far later in life where most women go like, well, you know, it may be too late. That dream may have been crushed. I'm here right now. I'm not sure how to get where I want to go. You are the right person to tell us what you have changed into your lives, what you've invited, what you've pushed out to make this incredible transformation that you've gone through yourself. I would love to hear how you became a master at creating a vision and shifting your mindset. So Jill, I find that people are wired one of two ways, either to look at obstacles or to look at opportunities. We're innately wired that way. However, it's a choice what you want to step into and what you want to create there. So really, you talk to anybody, think of anyone in your life, people are really divided as to somebody that looks at obstacles or someone that looks at opportunities. I tend to be in a position of a lot of entrepreneurial friends that are go-getters and high achievers. And the more I've dialed into their psychology and who they are, they live in opportunity. It's, it's really a difference. So when I, when I recognized that, it was a big shift for me on how I help women, especially through the aging process, because it really boils down to that same thing. Do they look at age as an obstacle, as I'm declining, these things are wrong with me, it's too late for me? Or do they turn that into opportunity? And the women, the men too, that thrive, that truly end up creating so much more the second half of their life, they are looking at things through the lens of opportunity. And that's, it's really as simple as that. And that also can be complicated. I realize that. Yeah, it is really as simple as that, but there's so much more because there's action steps, but that's where it starts. And so when you were kind of rock bottom, do you remember if it was maybe a friend, a book, a quote, what really helped you push you in the right direction? Yeah. So who I am today is definitely not who I was almost 14 years ago. Who I am today, a best-selling author, top podcaster, has have helped over 250,000 women step into a greater vision for themselves. It's really quite unbelievable because that's not who I was. Who I was was somebody who had lost their way. I was somebody who was a new single mom. I was overweight. I was going through a divorce. This was back in 2007, 2008 in the States here. We had a massive economic crash. I was losing my house. 
I was losing my dignity. I was depressed. I was absolutely depressed. And I remember being really stuck in circumstance, really stuck in my excuses, as real as they were, as real as they felt. I was really stuck there. And when I was there, I didn't see possibility. I saw obstacle. I saw everything that was wrong with my life. That is where I stayed for at least four months where I just felt sorry for myself. I was depressed. I didn't even want to be around people because I thought I was a drag to talk to. I was, I'm sure. <laughs> and there was a moment I was, I was walking and I saw a mirror reflection of myself. One of those windows that you see that mirror reflection looking back. And I had this moment with myself of like noticing and going, that's not who I'm supposed to be. There's more that what I'm looking at is not who I'm supposed to be. And it scared me because it was like this moment of possibility and I didn't know what to do with it. So I remember I went home and I turned on TV and there was Oprah and she was talking about the secret and I watched the secret <laughs> for the first time I heard of vision and law of attraction. I'm like, what in the world is that? What does that mean? And I decided I had nothing to lose. And I said, I felt so bad that I was going to just make a vision board because who cares if it's woo woo, <laughs> maybe I'll feel better doing it. So I grabbed a bunch of magazines and I started pulling out pictures of things that made me feel better, like a fit girl or an ocean or a happy couple or a mom and their daughter, just anything that made me feel better. And that the, what I noticed doing that was the first time that I actually felt myself shifting into a glimmer of possibility. It was fun doing the exercise. I was like, wow, what if this was possible yeah. for me? And it resonated with me at that moment that if I could somehow start living in vision and possibility, things would change for me. And that's how it started. So you started dreaming again. And, and these pictures helped. Yeah. And so where did you place the vision board? Where were you able to see it day to day? So the next step for me was to literally put that vision up and look, board it up and look at it every day so I couldn't ignore it. I put it in my dining room where I would sit and eat. And I would stare at that board. No joke. I would like be eating my food and I would stare at the board and I'd say, if I was the girl living in that board right now, what would I do today? What would I listen to? What would I eat? How would I move my body? And I would stop my brain from going to why that was not possible. And I would just say, well, what if? So if, for example, I had a picture of a house with an ocean view and I thought, you know, your brain goes to, well, I can't afford a house with an ocean view. Like that's not me. But I said to myself, well, if I was the girl living there, what would I do with that ocean view? I'm like, well, I would go for a walk on the ocean every day. I'd go for a walk at the beach. And I was like, okay, so what would stop me from acting like that right now? So I piled my daughter in the car and the car seat and the stroller. And I went and drove to the beach and I walked with her there. And see, your body doesn't know the difference between real and vision, right? So if I was new, if I lived at the beach, I would walk on the ocean every day. What was wrong with walking at the ocean every day, not living at the beach? I'm still getting that same experience, right? So it started as simple as that. And then it kept going like, well, what would I eat? So like the question, what would I eat? I got overwhelmed. Like, well, I would eat diet food. I don't know. What does that mean? And I started Googling, you know, how to diet. <laughs> and I've come across what everyone else comes across, information overload. Like, do I give up sugar? Do I give up carbs? Do I give up fat? Do I weigh this? Do I do it? Like, I was so confused. So I just dove in deeper and I kept telling myself, just go simpler. Like what's simple? What steps can I take today? And my life started to change. It gave me a bit of control in something I really couldn't control. And it was the idea of possibility and taking baby steps forward every single day. So my life literally started to change just by living in vision and asking myself that question every day. If I was the girl living in that vision, what would I do? I really like that. I really could see you drive to the ocean and say, you know what? I don't have to have the ocean home to enjoy the ocean. I can walk on the beach right now. 
yeah, there may be a possibility that I have that ocean home one day. But for now, the ocean is there to be enjoyed for everyone. And there's, it's free access. And so I love that mindset of thinking, what can I do today? And how can I simplify it? Because I do think that a whole lot of women going to a diet with all these restrictions and feeling so overwhelmed by the list of things they can eat, cannot eat, do or cannot do, that it's not viable to do that for long, long periods of time, right? Correct. And so I went so far into it and I just simplified everything. And what happened for me was I started feeling better. I started looking better. I started losing the weight and the vision thoughts started getting addictive. So I would then ask myself, okay, well, what else is a possibility? So I I put random things. And now granted, I was in my, I'm 50 now as we're recording this, but I was in my mid to late thirties. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting fit. Maybe I'll be a fitness model. Like I put these random vision goals out there. Like, and I remember telling a few of my friends and they laughed at me. They're like, a fitness model? Like you're like 36. Like 30, no one was a fitness model. And I'm like, well, but if it's a vision and if I act like someone who is, so I I literally I started that way and I decided I was gonna do that. And I did it. I became a fitness model in my late 30s, which was really funny. I wasn't doing it because some a fitness model gets rich. It wasn't it had anything to do with that. It had to do with this challenge with myself. Like, well, what else could I create? What else could I have a dream about? But I started sharing on Facebook at the time. That was the social media that I had just started. I only had my high school friends on there, but I started sharing what I was doing and people were really interested. Like, well, how'd you do that? What did you eat? So I sat down one day and I wrote down a PDF called Seven Day Jumpstart. And I shared exactly what I told you about making a vision board, about making a decision. I always say you have to make a decision and then a vision and then an action plan. And I shared exactly what I was doing and it took off. And literally that's how my whole brand and business started was from my pain and finding a solution and then sharing it on social. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did that because you've helped so many women and you continue to do so. Because when I think about my life, I'm turning 40 next year and I've signed up for half Ironman. I wanted to make sure that at my age 40, I would be stronger and better and, you know, just feeling great in my body. I've done it once before and I know I can do it. So I just wanted to set that really big goal for myself. Turning 40, 50, but even 30 and 20, like whoever is listening, I think there's always the advice of an older self that when we look back at our lives that we wish like we had known that knowledge before we started the journey. Yes. And so Natalie Jill may be older than you, but what she is dealing with is the same and what is she's already like on the other side and thriving. So Natalie Jill, if you were to tell your younger self two things that were most important on this journey, what would it be? The number one thing would be to live in possibility. And I tell women that I work with that all the time now, like, are you living in circumstance or possibility? Because it needs a constant interruption because we're all want to go to comfort. We all want to go to what's going on, but there's nothing good that can come of just focusing on a circumstance. It has to be, what do I actually want? So it would be that. And I would challenge myself also to to stop asking how and instead, instead asking, what do I want and why? Because we go to how and why we can't do something versus what do we want and why do we want it. And when we focus on that, the how happens. It always does. Right. So explain to me how you kill a thought that comes in that pretty much cancels the order to the universe, right? If we're talking about the the secret. Because you're ordering a dream and you're really feeling good. And then a thought interrupts you and say and says, no, you're too old or you're not brave enough, not strong enough, not whatever enough. How do you stop the thought and 
keep the order in check. Like, cause th- we don't want that order to be canceled. So it's, I call it killing the fat. We kill the fat. A fat is false assumed truth. It's those beliefs that are not serving us. So every, and I do it every day too. Like I, I'm going to do this. And then it's like the, that voice that comes in. Oh, but you can't. Oh, but it costs this, but it takes this much time, but you're too old. Blah, 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 blah. It's all false assumed truths. It, there's no factual stuff behind it. It's just a voice. So I, I cancel it by killing it and saying, I, I hear you. That's not my experience. And focusing back to what do I want and why? And that's it. You know, it's interesting. I get so many messages and comments that people are like, you're not, I can't believe you're 50. And to me, I, it's like a giggle. I'm like, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, well, what's 50 supposed to look like? Like, why do, why have we framed this idea that 50 is supposed to look a certain way? Right. And most people are buying into that. And that's the whole problem right there. Like it doesn't have to look or be anyway. It could be whatever you dream it up to be. But I deal with women all day long. That's who I attract. I attract women who are successful in so many areas of their lives, but their weights, but their health, but their bodies. And yeah. they give me all the reasons why. And I hear them. I do. But my question back to them is, do you want that to be your story? Is that the circumstance you want to settle for? Or is there something else that you have for yourself? There's there something more for you. Because if they want something more, that's what I help them get to. And it's not the way that they think I help them get to it. This is not about beating yourself up at the gym or starving yourself or anything like that. Yes, I sell fat loss plans, but they're not what people think. I mean, we get into nutrition, we get into the workouts. Yes, that's not the bigger part. The bigger part is where we're focused. What are we thinking about? What is it we want to create? Where's our belief set? Where's our mindset? What are our daily thoughts, actions, and then habits? So that is more important. The mindset is more important than the actual hours that you put in to go exercise, going to the gym, group classes. It's everything because you, if you believe that you can achieve something, you will. If you don't believe it, you won't. So what happens typically with a diet plan or workout is somebody comes in. I, I've just done this so many times with so many people. So I've, I've just seen this over and over again. They yo-yo diet. And the reason is they go all excited about a workout plan or nutrition plan. They go hard, they go hard, they go hard, and then they put all the weight back on. Or they quit and they get unmotivated. Why did that happen? It happened because they never fully grounded to themselves and their vision of what they want, what's possible, and what's what that's going to be. So yeah, anyone for a set amount of time can not eat or can eat a specific way or work out and beat themselves up. But what happens when you're bored with that or you're not motivated to do that anymore? Then what happens? Those old thought patterns patterns creep right back up. So then you turn the key in the lock and it, the door opens to, the, to those possibilities, right? And yeah. honestly, it doesn't matter at that point, vegan, not vegan, paleo, whatever. It, that doesn't matter. That, that stuff is secondary. It's decision vision first. Yep, exactly. So as a fat loss expert, you obviously know about these changes yourself and, and the aging process that you know can feel challenging again and again and again. It's not just like you unlock this the secret to your body and then five years later, it's still the same. It may change, right? How you eat, how you move, how you sleep. Yes and no. So yes, that is true. As we age, things change. That is true. Like you can't eat the Doritos you ate at age 20 and the Big Mac and not have the same issue. That is true. However, what the meaning is to that is not true. So people say, my body changes, therefore I'm supposed to be overweight. Therefore, I'm supposed to be in pain. Therefore, I'm supposed to be this. That's the part that's not true. That's the false same truth. It may be a little harder. It might take you longer. You might have to do some tweaking, but it's absolutely possible. 
Yeah, I believe so too. And I, I, you know, I set you as a, an example and held you in my vision as I'm aging in the next, you know, 10 years to 50. So, so what have you done, let's say in the last five years that has been a game changer for you? As far as what I've changed nutrition and workout, I'm really, really big, especially as we age on eating anti-inflammatory, really important. And that means different things to different people. But to me, what it means is eating an unprocessed natural real food diet and watching trigger foods that cause inflammation like dairy, like grains. They do cause inflammation like sugar. Now, some people don't have problems with those. I got it. But if you come to me with pain and you're overweight and you can't lose the weight, we're going to look at all that because there is some inflammation happening there. I'm also hydrating a lot more. I look at movement to be mobile, to be able to keep my health. I look at that versus like, how do I build my butt and get abs and all that? Like I used to, that is fine. That all goes with it, but it's not my focus anymore of workouts. Yeah. And that's another great thing to tell your younger self, right? Not just, don't just focus on the look of, of your body to shape, but really like connect to a feeling, connect how you want to feel in your body. And you've learned a really important lesson about building your glutes, even though obviously build booties are celebrated these days. It's also really something that has helped you prevent back pain or, I mean, you've had a minor surgery, I believe, right? So everybody as we age has degeneration in their discs. And what I believe that comes down to is a lot of lifestyle things. The most important one is the functional, how we move our bodies, what areas we're using. For example, if we have a similar MRI and both of us have disc degeneration and I'm in pain and you're not, I would be willing to bet the way you move your body, the way you activate your glutes, your core is a lot different than the way that I do. The disc are meant to be there for cushion, not to take all the shock absorption. So when you spend your life not fully engaging your glutes, you're using your back when you bend over, you're squatting and you're using your back more, you're doing things and you don't realize you're doing anything wrong because you don't feel the pain, right? You don't feel that yet. Now, all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh, what's wrong with my back? I pulled it. Hmm. The only reason I feel the pain and someone else doesn't is maybe they were engaging the right muscles. So after going through so many things, two back surgeries, pain medications, stem cell treatment, injections, like I literally did everything, hypnosis, I did all the things like just to figure out what's going on. It wasn't until I finally like went back to looking at body mechanics. Okay. How do I take that lower disc out of the equation? Well, if I activate my glutes and those are firing all the time, my lower disc has no need to take up any absorption, any uh, shock absorption, right? If you're bending using your glutes, if you're walking using your glutes, your lower back doesn't need to be in the equation. So it finally connected for me. Wow. The more I fire my glutes, the more I activate them, the less I feel my lower back pain. Ha. Huh. Bingo. Exactly. So I started really training my glutes hard. Now that did not take away my back pain, but it brought it from a level 10 to a level two. And when I used to wake up with massive back pain, it was like, oh my gosh, I need NSAIDs and I need all this stuff. Right now it's like, okay, maybe I'll take an NSAID. I'm not anti that. Um, so I can move myself. But the first thing I'm going to do is go to the gym and work my glutes because I know doing that is going to get me out of the pain. Wow. Beautiful. I love that you have found these resolutions for yourself and that, you know, when you do really find something that's so powerful and it works, you're also going to keep doing it just like brushing your teeth, right? It's just like what you do, you know what to do, when to do it. And yes. it really becomes a habit. It doesn't even become a question anymore of doing it or not doing it. It's like part of you. Exactly. 
Now, a lot of women have some stubborn five to 10 pounds that they want to lose. And obviously everyone is a little bit different with their habits, their lifestyle. It's not easy to just give one piece of advice for all. But if there was one or two things that you do pretty much tell everybody, what would it be? Well, the number one thing across the board would be to make a decision. Like, are you deciding you're going to lose the last five or 10 pounds or are you deciding that you're struggling with it? Because that makes a difference. If it's, oh, I can never lose the five or 10 pounds, I guess you're not going to ever lose it. But when you say, I decide I'm losing it, if it was a matter of life or death that you had to lose it, I guarantee you'd lose it. Right, right. Let's say if if you were to get $1,000 at the end of the 30 days that you were doing a challenge to lose the 10 pounds, would you be able to get rid of the 10 pounds? Or if that's not motivating, what if it was a million dollars? I'm just, right. so you, do you like, if there's anything that would make you do it, then you'll do it. So number one is a decision. Like, have you actually decided? And I, I don't put anyone through my programs unless they make that decision first. It has to be a do decision. Do they have to sign a contract, Natalie Jill? <laughs> they should. <laughs> but I ask people, like when I do my master classes or my whatever, I say like, have you decided? Like make, and I don't want anyone coming in my programs unless they've literally made that decision because otherwise I'm not working with you in opportunity mode. I'm working with you in combative mode and that doesn't work. No, no, exactly. Are there some obstacle, common obstacles that a lot of women deal with and you feel like, you know what, if you just take this out or do that, it really is going to help you dramatically without having to do all that much? Yeah. So number one, make a decision. Number two, get clear on your vision. What do I want and why? That's really important. What do I want and why? Number three, what are the false assumed truths? What are these beliefs holding me back? What do you you got to recognize those so you can kill the fat. Then we get into the actions and you can become an entirely different person by changing your thoughts, actions, and habits. So the thoughts are first, then the actions. As far as the actions, where I want women, especially women focused on is instead of all the things I can't have, like deprivation, what are all the things I must add in that makes less room for the bad? So if I add in all these good things, it's going to make less room for the bad. For example, if I add in drinking a lot of water every day, I'm less likely to snack. If I add in eating nuts, seeds, berries, lean meats, unlimited vegetables, if I add all those in, if I eat a big, huge salad before my main meal, you're going to make less room for the bad. If I add in movement, if I add in more walking, it's less room to sit on the couch and snack. So I have everyone focus on addition first. Like, How do I add in so much of the good that I make less room for the bad? So when you start living in vision and you start living from a place of deciding, and now you start focusing on what am I adding in? Everything I'm adding in is healing me. Everything I'm adding in is helping me. We have less room to make those negative bad choices. Yeah. So you're really crowding out all the things that can limit you or pretty much jeopardize your success. Now, I would love to talk about your husband. You you both are so fun to watch. He seems to enjoy getting featured in your Instagram reels. And he's totally comfortable putting on your eyelashes, dancing, <laughs> and fooling around. Now, I also remember that you were sharing a story. And I was curious about some more details that your husband asked for a divorce. I don't know when that happened, but you turned it around and you can, you guys became came back so strong. And I would love to understand what cha- needed to change and what ignited uh, the relationship back to where it is now. Mm. You know, as we evolve as humans, just you're going to have different changes and it's very easy to live in your ego. So especially when you have success with something. So 
when you have success with your own overcoming something, which I did, and then you're having success helping other people in your business, it's very easy to lose track of why you started something. So for instance, um, and I see this happen many, many times with people successful at anything. They go through a struggle to get to where they are. They then figure out a solution. They're helping other people. And then they get in their ego. Like, And when that happens, it's very dangerous and it's damaging to other people around you. How does it show up? It'll show up as putting those things first or thinking thinking you are above something or neglecting your family or neglecting mm-hmm. your friends or neglecting things that the support system along the way. And it sneaks up on you. And I don't know anyone that's really immune to it, to be honest with you. It's like, it's just something that creeps up. When that happens, it's very important for people close to you to speak up and let you know what they're experiencing too, because it might be a blind spot for people. So in the case of me and my husband, that's exactly what happened is that he was feeling that way. And he was feeling neglected. And yeah, he, he was feeling, you know, sort of trampled on with things. And Hmm. I mean, he, which was, which was great that we had the talks about it and that kind of took me off guard, but ultimately I, what brought me back to what do I want and why that same question and knowing what I want, why was able to help reground us there. And so what decision did you make? Yeah. That why am I doing all this? Like, what is the point of living healthy and helping other people and creating a career and a platform? Like you're, I'm doing that ultimately to enjoy my life, enjoy my family, to be able to do that. So when you're clear on that, Mm. you start creating things that aren't just about your business and your money, but what, what are the reasons you're doing it for? And you get to what I call, yeah, I call it a driving core motivator, like your real reason you want something. Right, exactly. So you you weren't done with your husband. You wanted him to be part of the rest of your life. Yes. And so you started spending more quality time with him. Yes. You started having more fun again and really focusing your attention on your relationship, not just work or helping others. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I am sure that so many can relate to feeling a tension in the marriage or not having exactly the relationship that you initially had because things change over time. And so we just hear again how important it is to talk about these things. Yeah. And we're taking a quick break and we'll be right back with Natalie Jill. Twenty twenty two is going to be your best travel year ever. I'm Bruce Wallen from Travel That Matters, the podcast about the world's most exceptional and meaningful travel experiences. That African safari you've been dreaming about, that diving charter in Indonesia, the time for those epic adventures is now. The 2022 season of Travel That Matters takes you there and beyond. So join our adventure every other Tuesday from Kurtco Media. Welcome back. I'm chatting with high performance coach Natalie Jill. So, the book that I'd like to talk to you about is Aging in Reverse. Mm-hmm. What do you touch down on in this book? Like, what are some of the main things that you address and that people rave about? Yeah. So, 
so agent reverse is not what people typically think by the title. They, they look at the title and they say, oh, you're going to help me look different or be 30 again. Or, and that's not what it's about. But if you think about when you're a child, when you're a kid, you live in full possibility. Everything's possible. You're not aware that something's not possible. In fact, if you ask a little kid what they want to be when they grow up, they'll say things like a superhero or cowboy or an astronaut. They say, they just say things and they, there's no awareness that something's not possible. And kids truly live in possibility and vision versus circumstances. So the underlying theme of the book is getting yourself into the possibility of what is actually possible versus circumstance. And then I take you through what happens as we actually age and how that changes in our health. And I talk about the three fundamental uh, pillars of it, state, plate, and weight. So I say, change your state, which is your mindset, learn to plan your plate, and that ultimately affects your weight. So in the book, we go into that whole transformation triangle of your state of the mindset, the same stuff that we talked about at the beginning about deciding, creating your vision, understanding your false assumed truths, creating an action plan, but also getting really clear on what foods help heal us, help us thrive, help us age well versus the things that will could hurt us. And what things can hurt us, Natalie Jill? What do you what do you really suggest if you are eating this take it out or eat a lot less of it? There's three main things. Well, number one, eat an unprocessed natural food diet, food diet. I can't explain that or stress that enough. The number one most important thing is to eat real foods that once grow once yeah. grow. And um, home natural, preferably, right? Ideally. Yeah. If it comes in a box or a bag and there's lots of ingredients you can't pronounce, put it back. But just common sense things, things that once grow. And then the things that I am a fan of avoiding are excess sugars. That doesn't do anything to heal us. Excess grains uh, and dairy because dairy does cause inflammation. So again, not anti, like never, ever have it, but being really aware of how those things affect our bodies. So in aging reverse, I go really deep into what doesn't work about a diet heavy in grains, dairy, and sugar. And there is a program starting in January, right? Yeah. I do my total body thrive a few times a year, which is just an epic eight week experience. It's not just one of those like download and forget it programs. This is a full experience where you have a live Zoom call with me every week. We've got a Facebook group uh, with a lot of support. And then there's an, a complete program we take you through week by week, live video training that really helps you shift your mindset, kill those false assumed truths, create your vision, and design your meals so you can truly thrive. Oh, that's great. So you have the accountability of you personally, which is going to be wonderful because obviously when you do buy or download a plan, oftentimes, you know, you don't really connect as much as with the true essence of someone's heart as if you were to hear her voice. Yes. And you can find out more at totalbodythrive.com. Wonderful. And how can we learn more about you? All the listeners that are inspired about everything that you shared today. I know you're big on Instagram. All social media platforms. I'm Natalie Jill Fit. Natalie Jill Fit there. I would love to, to connect with people there. I also have a podcast called Listen Up. Yes. Well, we are certainly happy with all that you're sharing. I know that in on your podcast, you're breaking down difficult information into more snack bites. So it's easier to digest because I know it, there is so much information out there and it's nice to have a trusted source that um, filters it, right? And just tells you, well, this is what you should actually know and focus on. So I really like that about you. And so thank you so much for being on the show today. Natalie Jill, I highly respect all that you do. And I sent you a big hug from Maui, Hawaii. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Natalie Jill for joining me on the show today. Remember, it's never too late to get started on the life of your dreams. One day at a time, one step at a time, 
I believe in all of you. Have a beautiful day, my friends, and I'll see you soon. Kurt Co. Media. Media for your mind.